0: do, 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 do. Blank, blank, doo doo playing <laughs> playing to to you by some guys on the internet this is getting tabled with your hosts jason the bruce you guy george the
1: yang i hope you're all entertained by my inaptitude jason
0: aka major socks
1: we've been doing this and talking about various stuff one of the stuff
0: now sit back, relax, and get tabled. Hello, folks. Welcome to Getting Tabled. Welcome back to another episode, episode 94. With us, we have the main man. We have just a regular am and there's nothing really that special about him. Nope, it's the it's main me.
1: man. It's Major Socks. Hey, guys. How's it going? Uh, evening. We're uh, missing George, because those of you that are living in the States, you know it's our Thanksgiving weekend, and that's where he's off. He's off uh, having Thanksgiving dinner with his family. But up above me is or down below me, I should say, he's down in the upside-down world of Australia, is Bruce, so... Yep,
0: I am here. Unlike George, I don't think that food is more important than the podcast, so... It's just, look, George is selfish, what can we say? It's just it's just the way that... <sighs> How
1: have you been, Sox? Good. Uh, kind of taking it easy with family been in town the last we've had both my family and my in-laws in town within a couple of weeks of each other this last month and a half and so it's kind of nice to be just ourselves and relax a little bit without family <laughs> around but
0: otherwise doing well yourself yeah no it's been good well work's been work's been a yeah. thing but other yeah it's work. been fun um no it's, it's been good it's been good uh just kind of yeah, getting things done. Um, what about Black Friday sales? Have you been, have you dipped at all or you've been a good boy? <laughs> Why does your yes, I've been a good boy look very guilty?
1: I got my stuff a few weeks ago when I was already early Black Friday sales.
0: Ah, uh, fair enough. I did buy a couple of things that we will talk about later.
1: Newly received or noteworthy information, especially about recent or important events.
0: All right. And we are starting by returning to a company that we've spoken about before, Brutal Cities. So these are the guys that did that really big building that we were saying was perfect for Drop Squad. More about Drop yes. Squad later.
1: In a minute. About.
0: Uh, they are releasing, ironically, for... what well, it's being released on Black Friday weekend. Uh, why is that? Wait till later. All right. Um, they're releasing a whole new set of terrain co- they're calling Fade Light, which basically incorporates see-through elements. So it's yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, I'm going to start with the modern greenhouses because this is really where I feel it shines uh, because this is something that you would not be able to pull off effectively with MDF or 3D printing. Oh, no. If you had a see-through with an FDM printer, if you had a see-through, like an actual clear one, uh, maybe even with resin, but I think you'd struggle to get this to print on a on a resin printer uh, at least with the, the the thinness that you would need it to look real but this stuff looks amazing like they've yeah. really gone out of their way with this
1: so the the actual structure of the building almost looks like it's still mdf yep, yes it's still, like, yeah it is mdf but then they have that plastic see-through yep. tarp looking material as the actual greenhouse part like you'd see on a normal greenhouse and it looks pretty cool
0: yeah, so it's a it's a thin acrylic by the look of it. Uh, I don't yeah. know for a fact that it's acrylic. They just kind of say that it's plastic, um, but it is. It's a firm material. It's it's not it's not a film. It's definitely like a proper plastic no. card type material.
1: You 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 can definitely tell when you zoom in the picture. It's probably a millimeter or so. In thick- yeah,
0: it'd be a mil, maybe two. Um, maybe. There's no way it's any thicker than that because if it was, you'd be having trouble with it, Ben, most likely. Uh-huh. Now, on the front page, we are seeing everything that is from their new range, including a couple of bundles because all you always have to have a bundle. Uh, but I want to have a look at the obligatory holdings, or uh, obliquity. I think that's a word that they've made up. Uh-huh. Um And I love the fact that they've set this up with LEDs on the inside of it with what is... Very clearly a sniper that's about to take a shot at another building somewhere. Mm-hmm. It's very cool. I would love to know where that... Because that's very clearly a mini. I'd love to know... Because yes. they don't show the actual mini. I would love to know where it's from. I am guessing it would be an Infinity Mini, just knowing the company. Oh, no, they do show it. Yeah, it's an Infinity. It's in the second.
1: Oh, yep. There it is.
0: Um, like This stuff is like... It's really, really nice. This is mostly MDF. Apart from these see-through sec um, now when it comes to like see-through windows and stuff, like it is something that you can usually buy as an add-on. Sometimes I know green stuff will sell windows uh, that you can add to the inside of buildings and so forth. But actually having it incorporated into the building itself is something that you don't see very.
1: So one of the bu- the bullets of the first part of the uh, features it says building features fade light, translucent frosted plastic. So it is a, it is a plastic sheet.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's plastic art of some kind, then. Yeah. Oh, yep. yeah. There it is. Yep.
1: Which is, I mean, it's still it's amazing, even with it not lit up. I mean, you could definitely yeah. see the girders through the windows on some of those pictures, and so it looks very, very cool, yep. even when it's not lit up.
0: Uh, the Trapper Biotech Bundle, uh, which. Is well, it's four hundred dollars. That's Australian though, so it's cheaper for you.
1: Yeah, but that is for us.
0: Like, that's easily that's a lot of- like that. That's a full ter- that's a full table of terrain. Very easily. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, infinity is notoriously something that needs a lot of terrain like this is a terrain in a box so this is a table in a box um and uh, they actually show image here of table set up it's a really Mm -hmm. nice looking table and very very different from what i'm saying
1: yeah and the roofs are able to come off so you can move guys inside the buildings as well so it is kind of nice you can still use the inside of the buildings because infinity you kind of want the inside of buildings sometimes yeah um
0: so the thing I find frustrating sometimes with a lot of sci-fi stuff is a lot of sci-fi terrain, like you don't really see how like it's just, it's it's sci-fi for the sake of being sci-fi as opposed to this kind of feels like it's a sci-fi version of what we see today.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like in franchises like Judge Dredd, for example, it's an exaggeration of what we see today robocop as well it's it's an exaggeration of the world that we live in today i I kind of i like seeing those sort of elements in my sci-fi where you can kind of understand how we've gotten there Um, yeah brutal cities yeah
1: scroll down below the uh full map setup it shows a bunch of the buildings being able to fit inside of them for easy storage solution which i think is Oh, that's brilliant. It is absolutely insane because like we talked about with Train tutor, you're moving around, you're you're trying to take this to the store, stack this inside of each other, and, and you're gonna need maybe what one and a half by two and a half one and a half by one and a half foot square box and you can fit all this terrain inside of it. Yeah. Not much bigger than the not much bigger than this average size shoe box, I mm. would say.
0: No, that that's brilliant. I hadn't even noticed that, and it fits I together just, really, just,
1: really nice. Yeah, I just noticed that as I was scrolling down.
0: Everything else that we see down on this page is like Stuff that was inside of the bun. Uh, With the exception of... I don't think... Plaza Bun? No, the Plaza Sep, by the way. Which is... Basically... A giant building like the original. (laughs) Um, So... This is just... The one of build Giant one. This is kind of a module that gets added to the other. Yeah. It's really, really nice. Uh, You will actually see in the description there, there is a link to the Eribrutopolis Plaza, which shows you the original Giant King app. This is an addition add to that, so that one of those floors has those. Well, this is another one of the This is the original kit that made Mega all Mm -hmm. app. Yeah, it looks pretty cool. Uh, Brutopolis Plaza mod being annoying. I want that uh, alt and Brutopolis Plaza Tower Bun 185. So that's what you're adding, though. Like I said, it's just um, like that's 65 centimeters tall. How many it is? So 25 and a half inches. It's just over two feet tall. That's just the standard building before you're adding the modules into it. That's That's good size height. Oh, it's insane! Yeah, this that this is why when we were originally talking about it, we were like, you could play Drop Zone. Mm-hmm. Um, it is it's eleven inches square, so it's not quite a full table, but you could very easily play a game inside of, especially something small.
1: Mm-hmm. All right, time to move we have on. Multiple floors. Mm. Yeah. Speaking of drop or Drop Squad, yeah. Speaking anyways.
0: of Drop Squad, we're gonna sp- speak about no, actually no, stuff. at am going I'm gonna, gonna kind of change it around. I'm gonna talk about Drop Squad first. We're because,
1: talking about GT Combat, anyways.
0: Yeah, I know, but. We got shown <laughs> off. We got shown off another Drop Squad mini this week. We did, and it's it's not one that we expected. It was the Pungari we got next. This really caught me by surprise. But those of you that are looking on the screen will notice there's a giant red arrow pointed at something in the background, which is very clearly supposed to be a Shaltari mini outside of their warsuit. suit. Now, space hedgehog. It's a space hedgehog. Yeah. Now, Socks and I was talking off camera about this earlier because I'm not. I, I can't. It certainly looks like it's supposed to be a miniature, but I don't know if that is actually a miniature. I think that might be artwork in the back. It's very difficult to see because it could be a trick of the camera because obviously yes. blurring in the background is a thing, um, but it could. So it either could be a mini that hasn't been previewed yet. For the record, Michelle did ask TT Combat, because he, like I, have connections in the company that we can talk to, uh, and the answer they got was the the zip face emoji, basically. So Louis is not talking. Uh, no one's which... talking right now. No, no, nobody's talking right now. It, that is the exact same reaction that we get now whenever we ask about Drop Squad. Just for the record, uh, which for me makes me think it probably is what we think it is. A mini. It, it is a mini, uh, because if it was just artwork, I'm pretty sure they would just say. That it's just out. The fact that, like, and you raised this. I hadn't even thought about it at the time. Like, they don't appear outside of their war suits in Drop Squad. So my assumption is that this in game will end up being a command, a support command character, someone that's not supposed to be in the front line. He's in the background, ordering people what, um, ordering his
1: his Pungari slave what to do. Because yes. that
0: Pungari looks awesome. Oh, I love the Pungari. Yes, we should actually talk about what we're supposed to be talking The Pungari is amazing. They've done really, really well with this. I mean, this is, it's very clearly supposed to be a grey, or at least their version of a grey. I love, I love the flat head. I, I, I love that.
1: head. the little.
0: It's almost hammerhead right. in 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 like it's kind of yeah it's, it's fish like in some ways. It also has really weird flared shoulders. Like mm-hmm. It's it's almost fungusy yeah in the way that it looks, uh, or at least that's how it reads to me. I
1: mean, because his his legs you can't even see clearly design, defined like leg bone structure. I mean, it almost looks like a mass of goop mm. just hanging off of his legs and his thighs. And they, even though the, you can, rather than even having, though you can tell their legs.
0: Yeah. Rather than having feet, it looks like they more have stumps that yeah. they're walking on. Uh, so it's very, very alien, which is good because why does everything have to look humanoid?
1: Yeah, but, since we still have no idea where the Shaltari come from still in the storyline.
0: No, no, that or, is true.
1: Or where they or where they picked up these Pungari.
0: Well, we know so. that they were playing around with them before they started manipulating us. So
1: Yes, that is- anyways.
0: Because the Shaltari are not The heroes of this story, they are very much another one of the villains. Uh, Anyway, moving back. We've had quite a few new things come out this weekend. Uh, I want to start with Gluteus Minimus. So I think for most people, reading Gluteus Minimus to begin with was, oh, so he's going to have a big bum because that's the joke. No, no no no. This guy is this guy is gluten-free. Like this is somebody that's fighting against he's very, gluten. He's yeah, literally he's standing very... on top of gluten. This is the silliest thing I have ever seen and I have all the time in the world for it. It's just so stupid. I love this so much. Yeah. He does also have free. a little bit of a flat bum. But
1: yeah, he does. But it is a pretty cool mini.
0: I also love the fact that the advertisement for this is literally full of pun. Need I say more?
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, dear. So basically, this is a Black Friday. This is a Black Friday mini that they've released. It's kind of a, it's a limited edition thing. It's one of two. I'm going to have a look at the other one in a second. Uh, if you're buying stuff over Black Friday weekend, if you spend over seventy five pounds uh, until Monday the fifth of December then they will throw in one of these two minis for free. I did this last year, uh, and I spent over the £150 to receive both. Uh, I don't know if I ever actually unboxed them. I do have them. I should probably do that. Um, So the first one that we got is Gluteus Minimus. Uh, Louis, I want rules for this guy in Rumble Slam, please. I mean, I know he has a sword, and swords don't belong in Rumble Slam, but this guy is silly. Put him in Rumble Slam. It just makes sense. Um, I like the fact that like he's got options. It's not just the big, gluten, the big gluten lump. There's actually options for a rock as well if you want him to fit into a more traditional game. So it, it, it's more than just a silly miniature. Uh, but the other one that we got was Cyber Mickey. So Cyber Mickey Squire belongs with the halflings that they do in a dark Unjust world. Half a man can make a difference. Um, it, what Body can I say? It, it's, a rock, dog. It, it's a rock and roll halfling riding a robotic dog. It's, again, it's really stupid, and I have all the time in the world for it. It's amazing. I like it when not everything has to be seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, these things I like. I like the dog too. I mean, it, it's it's their own take on it. I mean, it mm. reminds me of Canine a little bit. I don't know if you were ever a Doctor Who person. Um, not much. But... It's more rounded and more... Yeah. I mean, it's, it's very sci-fi, which is hilarious, given that this is very uh-huh. clearly going to be added. Uh, but it's just... And things are allowed to be... F- uh, we've also had some Carnivale stuff revealed, which is nice. Uh, a lot of stuff coming out. Uh, the pi- the Piro, Piro, I want to say, is the first one's. Which are really creepy looking. Like these yeah. guys are insanely creepy. Um, everybody forgets about the pir- the Piero, the Comedia, the, Yes, whatever that word is. They blend into the crowd. They are your everyman. They are seemingly everywhere. Uh, with the same blank expressions on their face. It's his face, right? Yeah. So they they are that generic. That you forget that they're there, the which, same. yeah, it's that you forget about them the moment you look away type idea, which is just terrifying. Um, I really, really like this. Uh, I don't know if this is inspired by some specific. I, I like the fact that the pictures are showing them in shadow. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the same force, we also get the artist Maria for Fioriatura and the painted. Pre- so it appears that she's painted
1: these guys into existence by the look of it or painted the suits of armor themselves i don't know they they do look pretty cool though it looks like they could have just been regular suits of mail suits of armor that she just painted yeah who knows but they look cool
0: she's one of the gifted the gifted kind of have superpowers um it, that, that's very much what they are. Uh, they are incredibly tough knights. They're water soluble, so no, she's painted these into existence. If they're water soluble, oh, yeah. they have to be made of the paint. You're right. You're yeah. Right. So basically, she's summoning. She's summoning things with her paint. I can. Mm-hmm. Again, I really like this idea. I like the, the, the thing with the rift. Um. For, so for those of you that don't know, Carnevale is based in Venice, and the idea is is that there's this rift in space and time that's opened over the city, and it's kind of just gone and made magic really nuts. So, it's kind of like it's given the freedom that you can kind of do almost anything with it to some extent. So, that you've got like these Cthulhu esque type monsters. uh, You've got these fantasyful things like we were just looking at. There is very much vampire type stuff, Strigoi. So they actually use additional name, area. Um, so it gives them a lot of freedom to have a lot of fun with it, which I like the fact that they're doing that. Uh, the last thing, at least for today, TT Combat, uh, well, is the Execution and the Crucified, um, which are just they, they badass-looking minis. The Executioner is obviously... Your traditional, he's wearing the hood. He's got the big axe. Uh, The crucifiers are... It looks like, by the look of it, at least one of them is definitely going after vampires Mm -hmm. uh, because that's definitely a stake in his hand and a hammer to drive it through the chest. Um, The other one
1: has three holding a neck next to his chest.
0: Yeah, so these are from... Uh, what's the center of the church called? Where the Pope and the Vatican? Vatican, thank you. Yeah, they, 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 these are from the Vatican. So, very much drawing on traditional law there. Uh, although, crucifier's the name, but it's probably easier. It's probably easier than slayer. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to be drawing from Vatican, crucifier kind of makes sense um yeah i really like this stuff really really pretty uh i think my favorite at least from that particular page is actually the Piro or period uh, i kind of i want to say Piro because it it sounds it looks french
1: yeah that was what i was guessing yeah
0: um <laughs> i really do like ludic but i think the Piro was. do you have any preferences there
1: uh i kind of like the artist one
0: yeah why is it not the pungari because the book Pungari belongs by himself because he is glorious, and because he belongs in a game that we name. Whether we will ever not, not that we will ever get credit for that, but we name we that. We'll never game. get
1: credit for that. <laughs> I've, for I, the that record, the we
0: we we do not want credit for it either.
1: No, we don't. But we asked about that five years ago at Gen.
0: Yep. All right. Moving into the terrain side of things, because it's Black Friday weekend, that means that we're getting new white box specials. So. These are different from the ones last year. We get some previews of stuff that is upcoming. I'm just going to very quickly open all of this. There's kind of like a little bit of everything. Yeah, um, I got some good sets here. Yeah. So the first one is the Fundamenta della Grazia, which is very much your Streets of Venice box. There's one, there's one every year. Um, so you're getting some nice modular buildings there as well as some bridges and some roadways uh you do get a boat which is i don't know which boat i think it's a i think that's a new boat it could be it oh be no a it's the thing. it's the doctor's paddle boat i think it does start oh, yep, down below. Right. um so because venice is very much over the water the terrain tends to lean into that as well hence why you get your bridge roadway platforms Here's, and everything for it to go yeah. onto it all works as well as I really like the floating terrain. That's really cool. The barrels that are very clearly floating are in the water and stuff, so you've got stuff that you can jump over. Uh, We also have a residential ruins white box, so this is very much for you historical gamers. Mm -hmm. Uh, This is all, I believe this is 28mm as well. Yep, 25 to 28mm. This is designed to fit a 3x3 board. It's all ruins of regular... English looking, well, not English, European, European looking buildings. Buildings, um, yep. to fit into bolt action. Pretty much anything, yeah. Bolt action is the first yeah. thing that comes to mind. Uh, you but,
1: can get a gate guard and the the gatehouse, a little gate swing.
0: Yeah, farm. I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be for World War. I mean, if you have a setting no. where it makes sense that things are in ruin, go for it. Yeah. Uh, hell. I mean you could use this in 40k and it's just it's just not gothic for a change. Oh what a bo- what what a, what a shame. I mean not everything mm-hmm. has to be sci-fi gothic. Um Castle Bailey is the one. This is very much fantasy. So you've got some very fantasy looking buildings in this. Uh I really like the wall section. Uh, mm-hmm. This is again a 3x3 three three, I believe. Yes. Yeah. Um in this particular set, I think the tower is my favorite. Uh, just because really, really pretty look tower. It does look nice. Only thing I will say about these particular advertisements this year. Last year they actually showed off what they would look like on a three x three table. Kind of disappointed that they're only showing the pieces
1: this year. Just piece parts of it, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, because that, that was a big selling, like it made it a lot easier to actually see what- mm-hmm. uh and here we go very much for your forty K. Guys, we have our rigging station white box. This is... It's very industrial, Hive. This is... Kind of similar to a lot of sets that we've seen over the years, uh, it, like even from uh, TC Combat itself. I don't mean that in a negative sense. Like It's just industrial hive-type things is something that we've seen a lot of. Um, mm-hmm. This is a really pretty-looking one. I really do like this. Uh, this is a very complicated build, though. Uh, well, yeah. most the, the, the big set cloud. Uh, we also have a clandestine research depot, which is for Drop Zone. Uh, well, Drop Zone or um, whatever the t- Titan game for them to work. Uh, because this is, yeah, your 10. It's pipe. 10 mil, yep. Yeah. So anything that's in that scale sci-fi works well. Um, these are gorgeous. I love the missile silos as much as they are very simple. I do like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I be- They've got alternate clips there, which don't quite. Yeah, maybe they're supposed to make it look like it's holding roof down because with the missile silos they they're showing these clips on the outside without actually showing you what they're for I yeah. would argue that that's a mistake I mean I'm sure the instruction but really should be showing what they are I, I can't even see what they are yeah it's hard to tell so that's I'm gonna say that's that's an oversight uh that hasn't been thought through that advertisement at all you can't hit everything out of the park. This is probably the weaker of the boxes, I think. Um, the the drop zone one from La More. Um, city streets. Again, like anything modern day. If you want to play a modern military game, you want to play a, anything superhero related. Pretty much which mm-hmm. is very what they what they're joke. Yep. Uh, I really like this. That's a really cool looking fountain too. Uh, the pool we've seen before. I've been tempted to yep. buy this pool time because it's just, I mean, it's really simple, but it's a good. Really simple. Does that make sense? Um yeah, I did like uh last couple, we've got another sci-fi gothic. This is very much your traditional 40k type setting. Um, Covenant type theme this time. It's all ruins. It's all gothic. It all kind of there. I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be for 40k, but that's very clearly what they're aiming. Mm -hmm. Um, Definitely a nice strong one. Stack City is very much an Infinity type feel uh, and I really like the look of this uh, this one actually. Um, There is a couple of elements that have um, acrylic leaned into them, which helps with the sci-fi look. Uh, I'd be kind of painting this up to be very bright and colourful if it was me. I like I like the slum stacks like this is it's very much an idea that comes from, like I was saying earlier, about I like when sci fi leans from things that we see in real life today, like we see container houses that are built and so forth today. It kind of makes sense, especially in a sci-fi world, that hey, maybe that's the way that we go. And then last and but not least, we have a Wild West table. Um, I think this is equally as good as the ones that we had last year. Yeah,
1: um, I agree. These ones look pretty nice. That French Quarter row house Yeah, looks pretty nice. The
0: only downside I will say is that I really wish they had have advertised these with pictures of what they looked like set up as a table. So that really would have made... Um, Do you have have a preference as far as like uh, do you have a favorite out of those
1: uh probably the wild west one the french quarter white watch
0: the french quarter is really really nice um that's definitely one of the ones that i really like i'm pr- there- probably leaning towards the venice the first one yeah. Yeah, that
1: one looks pretty nice too with those barrels, like you said. It's, it's between it's across. between the two of them.
0: Weakest for me is definitely the drop. This doesn't thought very No. It, it kind of feels like it's been slapped. Um, And, yeah, I don't know. It just feels like it's been thrown together in hope. And I just don't... Look, not everything can hit it out of the park. Yeah. I mean, look, the, the terrain is there. I mean, it's 10 mil terrain. It's really... It's probably the hardest to do because it's all so tiny. Uh, but it just... I don't know. The, the box itself, really, it kind of just feels like pieces that have been thrown together. They don't yeah. really... There's nothing that really screams that this all belongs to me at least. Anyway. But uh, that's enough of that. I think it's time to Kickstarter. So Mantic. Mantic are a company they have been around for a while. They are one of these companies that use Kickstarter quite a lot. Um, mm-hmm. They're probably not as bad as some others, but they're definitely up there. But of all of the projects that have gone to Kickstarter lately from a big company, I think this is one that definitely deserves to be there because this is literally something that nobody else is doing. So this is, it's a terrain catered, terrain crate of trees and if you haven't seen this already your first thought of that is going to be okay why does this belong on kickstarter that seems like you're full of it okay ronnie the owner of mantic is looking around Uh, trees are kind of something that's on every table in fantasy and so forth it's easy you just use normal trees but he's looking at all of the sci-fi games including their own and everybody still uses the same tree which doesn't really makes sense why are all trees across the universe the same nobody is making any at all that fills that gap yeah and so he's gone and and until he started putting things together even his own team didn't understand why this was important um like they they all thought that he was kind of going in the wrong direction yeah. with this one but i think he really has hit this out of the park this is absolutely insane like this is really good so, we've very much got these mushroom trees. Everything is modular as well. So, you can change the height mm-hmm. of things and add things um, to kind of get different feels for everything. Like you get a couple of images here of just like what you can put together and how it can work. And like these don't belong on our nope. planet. They're very, very alien. Um, of all of the terrain, like to some extent, after looking at terrain for a while, everything starts to feel like it's all the same. Um, like, even when somebody, and we'll touch on another one that's like that I really like. Uh, and was, is groundbreaking in some ways, but to some extent, it's still building the same buildings that everybody else does. This mm-hmm. is a piece of terrain. This is an idea for terrain that's genuinely something nobody's making. Um, this is something that, in all honesty, I think belongs on every sci-fi tape. Well, at least something that's not Earth.
1: Yeah, I know. For us, uh, the Star Wars Legion community, people use uh, aquarium plant. Yep. That you put in the aqu- in a fish aquarium or something like that as our sci-fi type plant mm-hmm. to make them not just look like normal trees from that we use on a daily basis in, in most yeah. other games like you're talking about. So yeah, seeing this new option of these little giant mushroom trees or this little bulbous flower that he's got here mm-hmm. does look pretty cool and, and the fact, that modulize these. You could use them in, in whatever way you want.
0: Really. Yeah, v- very much so. There is a part of this that is ruins and buildings <coughs> as well and yes, they are your regular ruins as well, but i um, trying to expand it. Uh, they all come with like Actual pieces for the floors as well to help make them feel like a real building so that you actually can see where the dimensions of the ruins begins and end as well. Um, The other thing I would say, and I know this is very much being advertised as a this is for sci-fi games, but I also look at this and go, "Hey, this works really well for, for prehistoric. Like if you yeah. were if you were gaming in something with dinosaurs and stuff, this would work really well." Um, because I suspect that's passed by. Um, because we we do know that like, early life before we were around, like yes, there were trees, but before then it was all fungus, so it would all be very very. Different. I I think Mantic are onto something. Um, this has only started recently. It's only at... It's at £63,000 at the moment. Uh, I suspect that this is probably going to at least double from that. But Terrain doesn't sell like games does, and there are going to be people that will look at this and go, yeah, but I've got trees. And that's fine, but I I, th- yep. I think this is really good. I have not backed this. I'm really tempted to, but I just don't have the funds right now. Um, They are definitely on to something. I genuinely a lot, um, especially if you're a club and stuff, because the terrain crate boxes work really well for those, because they all pack down nice and nearly too.
1: Mm-hmm. Moving on! Speaking of dinosaurs. I know, right? Has
0: them. I wonder if that's what inspired me to make that comment. Uh, I wonder. It so, is. Conquest! Conquest is a company that, we, uh, well, Parabellum is a company that we look at semi regularly, well quite regularly we did a whole series on on the um run uh beginning of this year and early and late last year uh we have a qr code on the screen for those that are maybe wanting to expand their army or maybe they want to buy into the game for the first time if you use the code getting tabled you'll get 10 percent off your order and you'll help support us as well without actually costing yourself any money anyway they are releasing character bundles for each army so these are slightly cheaper ways of buying your characters for each faction so the hundred kingdoms you are getting so each of these is three character bundles uh or officers rather you get in the hundred kingdom you get the theist priest the chapter mage and the null mage uh the theist priest the one in red that's probably my favorite these are the same models that you will have got separately if you had released but there it's a bundle so that you can buy them a little bit cheaper it's nice they're all resin uh in the spires you get the mimetic assassin the biomancer and the world preceptor uh Personally, I think the biomass is my favorite. They're all kind of cool though. Uh this is very much your villains of the piece, just for the record. <laughs> they are very much the villains. Ironically, this is elves, or at least their take on elves anyway. Um they kind of play around with the with the um they play around with life and decide that they want to play gods and create these slaves. Um yeah, really, really. T- the Duegan, which is their take on dwarves, we get the Tempered Steel Shaper, the Ardent, Karawa and the Herdant of Stone. I like all three of these. I think the the Herald of Stone is my favorite. In the Nords, which is pretty much what you think they're going to be with a name like Nords, um, you get a Captain, you get a Konogaya, and a Shaman. Uh, I like all three of these. Captain maybe a little bit more. Nothing Mm -hmm. really screams. For the Wadrun, you get the Matriarch Queen, uh, the Aberration, and the Scion of Conquest. Um, I still like the Queen. The Queen is one of my favorite minis in the entire world. character minis in the entire game and has been since i started looking at it Uh, i have painted mine up i think i showed it off last episode yeah it only took me 12 months and then finally for the old dominion which is the most recent of the army or undead faction we have the optio the hydroricon and the Profane Relic. I don't know if I really have a favourite. Maybe the Profane Relic. I don't know. The, the the thing with Conquest is all of their minis look really nice, so it's, it's kind of hard to pick favourite. So if I'm not really having a favourite, I don't necessarily... In a um, negative. Uh, so these are bundles that they are offering just for the week, just as a cheaper way to buy in for those haven't bought. Maybe they want to expand on their starter sets, or maybe they're buying in for the first time. It's a cheaper way of buying in and getting the characters that you need for the game. Uh, it's probably also worth noting... Um, Uh, because there is another new... Chris, find it. Oh, no, there it is. There's a Spire's Abomination. There is a Christmas version of it, which is just the stupidest thing I've seen in a long time because it makes absolutely no sense. In the world that it belongs in, it's it's a giant monster that has a Christmas hat and it it has a candy cane for a weapon instead of what it did have. It's really really stupid, and I mean this in the most positive way I ever possibly could. It's just holiday themed. It's not just Christmas because there is like there's a couple of Hanukkah as well by the look of the ball that it's holding. Oh, I guess uh, it's just really really stupid and i mean this in the most positive sense i can it's it's a limited edition mini uh you do get a picture of what the regular one looks like uh with hands this is just the same thing but the hands are holding a giant candy cane for a weapon and a giant bobble for a weapon it has, it's really dumb and, and i love it
1: and a little old snowman in between his legs oh yes
0: yeah i forgot about. This. It's just really, really stupid, and I have all the time in the world. (laughs) Uh, So in that, you get the Spire's Abomination, a new promo command card, new rules on how to fight the Abomination in First Blood, which is the skirmish version of the game, and STL files to make your own abominable abomination. So basically, the additions to this are STL files that you add to the regular. You can either build the regular one, or you can build the Christmas one. Or, just by thought, you do both, and you just magnetise that what i would do that's what i like i said like i said this is just it's so stupid but wargaming is really stupid all right i'll get the qr code off screen we'll, we will move on the other terrain kit that i wanted to look at so earlier this week i posted a news article talking about how this was coming up and how people should be looking at it i was working with these guys to do a preview video which unfortunately will not happen uh, it has nothing to do with these guys. It's because of the technology that I have. Um, A, my printer died, which is really frustrating. Um, it died halfway through this, and the stuff that I had printed snapped while I was trying to undo it. So I was That's unable obvious. to... No. So it, they they took it really well. Um I didn't tell them that my printer had died because it wasn't really relevant. Um, it was just like at that point, it was the, the video wasn't going to get done before. Well, the video wasn't going to get done before the Kickstarter was over uh, because at that point, I'm either buying a new one or I have to share the files that were shared with me because they like that they shared files with me as a preview um, so that I could print some and do a video, um, which was really really wonderful and they looked really really nice. So, like I said earlier. Like at first glance, this stuff is like it's just the same sort of terrain that everybody makes. What's so exciting about this? So this is a terrain kit that's designed to break down and flat and it flat pack rather than being all magnetized, which is usually how people answer this, uh, or being like a foldable piece of card or something. This is something that's designed to be printed on an FDM printer. Don't print this in resin. Um, I tested it. Like it's really hard to print in resin it's not designed for resin at all. It's designed specifically for FDM. I was trying it on a resin printer because it's what I own. Um, I did manage to get it to work, but once you put it together, you can't get it back apart without it snapping. Uh, I was surprised that it went together to begin, quite frankly. I was expecting it to snap when I put it together. Uh, so again, like this isn't the fault of the product. It's not designed for resin. It's designed for FDM, which is your regular type of But Mm -hmm. this is designed, it all slides together and it just clips. Like, if you play the video, you'll actually help. Yeah, Um,
1: that's pretty cool.
0: Yeah. So this is, modular terrain is something that has been done before, but the answer to it is always the same. It's always magnets. It's always that, or it just kind of sits on one another, or they're all boxes and the boxes just sit together. This is a completely different way of doing it. It works insanely well, uh, and quite frankly, it's also really pretty. Yeah. Uh, the core set comes with like quite a few different things. Like they show you examples of how to build it, but realistically, you can swap and change the parts around any way that you want. Uh, ne- never mind the fact that you've also got all of the unlocks and obviously different ways that you can paint them and so forth. Uh, stretch goals is going absolutely right now they are do well um so this is by a company called digital taxidermy they have been around for a while they do a few different things um they do have a decent reputation so want to have a look at it i would recommend it there'll be a link in the description done in the park. they've gone they've done a few different things though. moonstone i like moonstone have i mentioned moonstone before uh, it's no, possible it's possibly i might i might like a little i don't bit. think you have no no definitely not uh this is the game we first touched on as an as a news article a couple of years ago i did kind of return to it as an indie at some point so we've got a couple of new releases coming first and foremost we finally have eric the enlightened uh we have known this was coming for a while uh the most recent campaign that was being done was to decide where he actually ended up joining so he's actually joined i, I remember what these guys are called uh what
1: they're called don't ask me anyway
0: he's joined the moosehead uh, guys and he's, he's riding a giant elk. It's amazing. So for those that don't know... Eric is originally in the starter set as a squire for one of the fancy, for literally Mr. Fancy hat. um, And he's now part of the Lish Vault, which I'm definitely saying wrong, but yeah. So yeah, he, he's um finally went, no, stuff it. I'm tired of being the squire and he's become a, a hero in his own right. Um, Yeah. So he's, he's gone from the pathetic little useless man, Eric, the squire, and he is now genuinely a hero in his own right in, I think personally, I think this might be my favorite mini of the game. I do it like it nice. that much. Uh, we also get a new box set for the gnomes. So this comes with Liv, which, despite being gnomish, looks very goblinish. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, she's obviously supposed to be a hag of some. Uh, we've also got Bjorn. Uh, Bjorn is a member of the gaming group that i play with it's quite nice that he actually has a mini of his own <laughs> <laughs> like literally we have a bjorn, we have a bjorn in our group and he's a big man that's funny he's a very tall man that it kind of makes sense that he has an axe this is just it's nice that he has his own mini uh bjorn you no longer you no longer have an excuse you have to buy into this game now uh, they they've even created a mini for you like you have no excuse you have to buy and olam which is kind of I really like. Hold on, he's like he's a kid yeah. going around with a dog, riding on top of the dog with what looked like health potions. Him. I think they're meant yeah. to be health potions in the
1: back in the cart. Yeah. yeah, and
0: Noel the troll because let's make names that are difficult to say. I suppose. Uh I think this might be the giant monster that I buy because he does work with my guys. He kind of feels like he belongs with fairies. Um, really, really like this guy. Really, really fun. So he works with the Luschvelt and. With the Dominion. Um, yeah. I, I really like the way this worked. Tough as old Any preferences among those three? For me it's easily Eric. I don't
1: know if yep, you have Yeah, I was gonna say Eric. Yeah. As well. How could you not like it? He's even got his shield has a face carved on it. I don't know if you noticed that.
0: Yeah, it does. Yeah. There was different versions of this character that we could have gotten, depending on which way the um the um the tournament that sorry, the not the campaign went, and ultimately it was Lushvald that won out. So this is the way that it went. And we had, like, different previews of how it was going to... Like, we didn't actually see them any till this was revealed, but we had known the result in the end. Um, I love everything. I'm not buying Lush but I... Huh? All right, kind of a little bit of a different topic. I'm only going to browse over this very, 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 very brief. If you join the Bushido Facebook group, so Bushido the Game Facebook group, you will find a post from Jason Enos, which is one of the staffs. It's Master Enos from GCT Studios uh, where he has shared a rules update of what will eventually become... Once it's finalised, the balancing for the game for next year. This is being released in January. So this is all still being worked on. This is not finalised. They have shared this trying to get some opinions from the community. Uh, I have had a read-through. I like what I see so far. Um, Gains Assassin's nice. Um, So, yeah, I I really like what I'm seeing so far. It is a 27-page document. It's not all a wall of text because everything's kind of divided up. Not everything has... As much balance required as others, like Ryu only have a couple, Ito only have a couple. Um, not everything is not not everything needs lots of stuff. Um, tuning appears to be changing entirely. So um, the big one, and I'm touching on tuning especially because this is one of the character preview. we are losing the unique effect which used to be first time you use summon from your shadow feet turn do not mark box this will lay twice. Instead we. Add call the Horde Key feat, which you need to be active. It's a special. It costs six key, uh, and it summons and deploys a Horde Bucky Mono Anywhere model. So rather than giving you the option to summon twice, um, he just summons himself. So it doesn't really change much. It just kind of changes the way that he works. Um, yeah, that that's, should should be fine. I don't really have any issues with anything that I see here. Um, like I said, this is still a working document. It's not finalized yet, but if you are playing or getting into Bushido, I would recommend that you have a browse because this may affect the make as far as purchase. Elden Ring is going gangbusters on Kickstarter right now. Yeah, so, I'm
1: looking at the money, and then the money was just kept on scrolling, 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 yeah. scrolling, scrolling.
0: So a couple of things about this. First and foremost, Elden Ring was the most followed Kickstarter before it launched in Kickstarter history, uh, it did also break a record, but I don't remember which record. I think it was one of the fastest ever ones, but I don't remember what. Um, it's just gone absolute gangbusters, so it's sitting over at two million pounds right now. Uh, this is by Steamforge Games, so it's by a company that has a decent reputation, um, a company that has been on Kickstarter a few times. They're not really someone that exploits it too badly. Um, being worked on by you and more. Alex Radcliffe um, and Matt Jarvis. Matt Jarvis. I will say this. The minis look absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. The minis tho- are pretty cool. Yeah. For those of you that are not aware, uh, Elden Ring is a video game that launched earlier this year. It's very much a Souls. It's a Souls-like. So it's one of those games where it's just designed to punish you and make you feel miserable. I bought this on reliefs, and I spent two weeks being miserable trying to play the video game. <laughs> I'm not someone... I'm not someone that had ever played those games so I didn't yeah. have the skills for it I was I I kept on trying to stick with it because I was trying to be stubborn I was like no I'm going to do this and it was fun. but in the end it didn't really get any followers that were that, that I wouldn't have had anyway uh, and honestly I was not enjoying my experience Now obviously the video game and the board game are going to be two very different things but this is designed to be very diff- you are going to be fight very difficult game here uh it is Designed that way on purpose. So if you want to have a real challenge, uh, then this is something. Especially if you've got a gaming group that kind of get tired of things easy, uh, or just want something a little bit different. This is something you could easily go into. Plus,
1: these minis are gorgeous. Yeah, I was looking down at the Kickstarter exclusive one and that dragon they have amazing. I haven't gotten to the
0: dragon yet. I don't. <coughs> yeah, I'm eventually gonna come. Oh, here we go. The faint imps. These things were the bane of my existence for two weeks. These things are horrible. Avoid them. They're horrible. And I hate them. I hate them all. They are the reason I... <laughs> Quite literally. That's as far as I got. Oh, I've either gone past the dragon and not realised.
1: If you see if you scroll down- if you scroll past the big cauldron, you've gone too far because it was just below the cauldron.
0: Ah, the cauldron is the frame comes as yep, part of the Kickstarter.
1: Just, just below the cauldron. Oh! Those well, are the Kickstarter thing, exclusive. The thing next exchange. to it. The thing next to it's too. Yeah, it is. But the way they pose that dragon, amazing.
0: Yeah. I like the fact that it's feathered as well just mm-hmm. because it's something that everything's always scaled and stuff with dragons. I like having a different take on it. Um, I will also say this, like, as far as, like, entry level, 89 bucks, that's... That's a not bad. That's pretty good. I mean, obviously, yes, they want you to buy more. But as far as just a standard board game, that's really affordable. Mm-hmm. Um Core Pledge is £152, uh, which comes with the Core Box plus the Alexandra box. Uh, that's one of the exclusive ones. And then all of the X unlocked. So yeah, like I said, this is it's going gangbusters right now. Anybody that's anybody that's familiar with the Souls games. Isn't really going to be surprised by this. Like, like it is one of those franchises, extremely popular. Um, I'm not surprised that this is doing really well. It's really pretty, mm-hmm. and this oh, is coming isn't... from someone that uh, I just want to state this again. I hated my experience with Elden. <laughs> I hated my experience with it has nothing to do with the game it's because i i had never played those and i'm just not the sort of person that the game um and having something that like you die and die and die and die and die and die and, die and, and then oh i kill some and now i die and die like that just it just got grating. but that so, doesn't change the fact that i think this looks amazing also the game yeah, go, itself was very
1: go to the core pledge keep scrolling all the way down to the bottom until you see well near the Pass the core stage. You're gonna see the gnolls, the chiefs, the trolls, and stuff like that. Then you get the, the tree sent. That guy. amazing yep. The tree sentinel
0: is in the opening of the game. Uh, well, sorry, he's in the second area that you go to after you get killed the first time. Um, and uh, you know how certain games like they'll be this thing where it's just like it's just yeah, come at me, make the mistake uh-huh. of coming at me. Like this thing is going around the opening area and it's just way too big for you to ever have a chance of taking on so you have to avoid it if you keep on going down the very next one is the erd tree burial watchdog yeah this is where i got up to in the game this is the thing that i was trying to defeat i got really close several times and it just made me hate the game because i was so close and i just never got there there was clearly something i was missing but i just i got so close so many times yeah stupid it,
1: the mini's like awesome. hospital. Yeah. yeah. That's I don't know just... if I'll get into it because I've got too many other things. You've I've got, got too many other I'm things. Waiting. Well, I'm waiting for Company Heroes Pledge Manager here in a couple of months. So I've got the yeah. second Ple- Company Heroes game that I'm already waiting for. Yeah. For the Pledge Manager to open up. So yeah, I'll be holding off on stuff on Kickstarter at least for a while. Yep.
0: No, that makes sense. Th- I am going to skip our next story and I'm going to go directly into the Games Workshop stuff. All right. Mainly because um, I see... How long things are going, and I think it probably yep. is worth it. So the big th- well, th- there's two big stories out of Games Workshop. Yes, we're going to touch on the on the other one, but I'm coming there last. Uh, previews this weekend. We got to look at a brand new demon, which is very very different and weird looking. So this guy yeah. apparently is like a four. Like this is not a demon prince. This is actually a legit demon. So he's not being corrupted and come and become a demon like this guy was. This is all he ever was. Um, and he's like a forge. He, he's he like forges weapons and stuff. Wall. He's really weird looking. I I, I mm-hmm. keep on changing my mind as to whether I like the design of this guy or not. Um, I mean obviously it's supposed to be really. I don't know. I I kind of feel like there's something missing. I really like the wings, like the the bladed wings. They are cool. Mm-hmm i love the giant hammer the giant hammer is really cool The head just i think it's the head for me i
1: have to agree his head looks kind of
0: he looks like he's supposed to have his hands like this yeah and i know i'm not the first person to say that he has a surprise face i know that just yeah the artwork i think the head looks better in the artwork than it does on the mini itself absolutely it's possible because it's not the first time this has happened possible it's just the paint sometimes games workshop paint jobs make things work look worse than they are i suspect that if this was painted up to look darker like that artwork is i suspect yeah, it would look better
1: instead of the if
0: you pinkish- had if you had darker skin with the glowing coming out of those orifices i think
1: it would look more threatening than it does yeah a lot of light pink fuchsia almost pink mm. on his skin yeah i don't think it worked i think you're right it it, it probably is the paint job i mean
0: that skin that skin painting does get used for demons quite a lot and there is a reason for it because it does look really creepy uh but for this particular character i think they needed to do something else and i think what that was is that they needed to lean into what that art Uh was yeah um okay let's talk about the elephant so I want to start by pointing out what I did initially. And if people want to disagree with me in the comments, they're more than welcome to, uh, because I know the people already have. This particular image came out on i want to say was it wednesday thursday it was around there at some point uh one of our contributors ben actually shared it with us and my automatic reaction was that this is fake now i want to point out that this image in and of itself either is fake or somebody's made a very big mistake when they sent because games workshop is literally the most corporate gaming out and there is absolutely no way that they are sending emails with things centered like that however so either somebody has made a mistake which is a possibility uh, before they sent this to their retail customers and for, for the record this was sent to shops not to customers themselves um or and this is where i'm i don't know for a fact but i suspect what's happened is that whoever shared this image to begin with created this image because make them as like this is not a screenshot of an email this is a recreation of it, an, and I think they've done it that way on purpose to try to avoid, uh, because if it's their own image, they can't be had to go at for um, copying and yeah, share, sharing private information. and that. So we are talking about an email that was sent to third-party stores. This is specifically third-party st- And it reads, for the people that are listening only, Dear customer, we are writing to you in order to give notice of an approximate 5.0 eight percent increase in games workshop trade prices on selected products, including all plastic box sets and paints this will take effect on the 19th of december please note that this increase will not have any effect so will not have any impact on the recommended retail prices of our products kind regards games workshop trade now first and foremost it's a Completely wrong time of year for them. Um, I don't don't just mean inappropriate from a moral stand, but very un-Games Workshop. Normally, it's very traditionally in a very specific part of the year, which was in June, July, when they did it already. Uh, But that's not really the story here. Because make no mistake, this is a real story. This is actually happening. It's been confirmed by several sources at this point, which is the point where I took down the... Because I had shared this in a couple of different places calling out the fact that it was fake. And whilst I still stand by that, the image itself, I still stand by the fact that the image itself, fake. The story is real. Uh, and the story is a big problem. So for those of you that are not a... Socks, does your local game store sell Games Workshop stuff?
1: Yes. Yes, they do. That's that's probably... They've got one whole wall section that's all Games Workshop and then they have their typical paint stand for their Citadel paint. Do
0: do they sell it at full price?
1: That, I'm not aware of, just because I don't look at that. Yeah,
0: that's understandable.
1: When it comes to third-party
0: gaming stores, most of the Games Workshop business they get they get usually speaking because they offer a discount not all stores offer the same discount the biggest usually being the online ones games workshop have been trying to sabotage those online for a long time uh, and i do mean sabotage they've been attacking them on purpose quite um they have been trying to kill that practice because they tend to offer like up to 20 percent off and i mean it makes no difference to games workshop apart from the fact that if people buy directly from games workshop obviously they make a percent of the profit um And that's basically what this is doing is trying to decrease the... Now, the the trade that third-party store makes on Games Workshop products is usually quite high. Make no mistake, if they're offering 20%, they're still making a profit on that. Yeah. Like, seriously, stores don't sell things at a loss on purpose. Stores will sometimes sell certain products at a loss. The idea to come in and buy that as well. Uh, Mm -hmm. That's usually how catalog. Um, It's also... Kind of one of the things about Black Friday is that you will buy the one for and you'll probably. Um, so this is really, really because like, make no mistake, this is a bad uh, mm-hmm. discourse. Miniatures uh, made a big twenty-minute video on this, uh, and I'm I'm calling out discourse. Well, I'm not calling out i I'm giving credit. Discourses are pretty much right on the ball when it comes. This is an attack on the gaming, and I. Why am I calling it an attack? If you think that third-party stores. Making less money and going out of business is good for your hobby. You are very confused. Yeah. Um, I'm not just saying this because I want to hate on Games Workshop. I mean, I prefer other games, but, uh, but I don't hate their product. I don't hate the company. I hate a lot of their practices because they are toxic. Uh, this is disgusting. Like Games Workshop should be supporting the businesses that make them money yeah. games workshop cannot afford to have stores in every city and given that most of their stores have been losing money for a long time now they should be supporting their third party cast not trying to sabotage their business now make no mistake 20 percent, 5.8 point like there, there is obviously a difference there i am aware of that but this is going to be a big enough difference that people are going to note and unfortunately what's your experience like with retail socks if you walk in if if people walk into a store and they see that a discount that was once there is now not longer there what do they see that as because i brought this up in our chat like this is going to mean yeah. that people will be abused because people, people will walk what? into store and get Jeez. upset that the prices have been raised even though they have like recommended retail price is not changing it or well, what is it in america msrp msrp yeah. Like that's not yeah. being changed, but this will mean that the prices will change. Um Wizards yeah. did this recently, except Wizards did it even worse. Like Wizards just removed the MSRP um so that they would go, "Yep, nope, it's not our problem now." And they would basically deliberately push push things so that stores had no choice to, but to sell things at an inappropriate price. And then they would mm-hmm. just blame the stores and say that it was the store's price for not playing fair. Which it wasn't. Now Games Workshop have not done that. They are being yeah. accused of that, but they have not. Um but this is this is bad. Everybody should be seeing it as bad. And Games Workshop should not be getting away with i call out to the community to only support your third party stores and i do mean only uh with the exception of obviously some people don't and they only but if you have a friendly game store in your area support them not the company that is trying to kill because if the store that you play at dies guess what you have nowhere to play
1: i've had my rant do you have any thoughts on it other than what I've said? No, you're absolutely spot on because I used to work at a game store and uh, in college. <clears throat> and so and and being th- in a sense threatened by yeah. a, a manufacturer to say okay, either keep these price increase your prices and have your customer base get angry with you and we're not gonna back you in a sense it's situation that they're putting game stores as you stated and the yep. employees that work at those game stores because they're they're not gonna really unless they really look into this answer those questions of why'd you work, increase the prices by ten percent other than well games games workshop increase their price. So we had to increase our price. Well that's all right then fine.
0: Yeah. But the the problem with that is that the moment anybody the moment anybody ever talks negative about games workshop, the games workshop community tends to attack that person because so. Ma- yeah. and it's not everybody. It's a vocal minority, but so many of them are so lost within that system that everything else is somebody else's problem. Uh, it's not Games Workshop, how dare you speak ill about Games Workshop. Um, it, it becomes a big problem to the point where some people, and I mean legitimately, get abused over the fact that they choose play something that's not games workshop
1: it's true it, I can I can it attest happens to that. No, regularly I can attest
0: to that. oh you want you want to play infinity Ooh. oh you're one of those people
1: or you have never touched games workshop okay I, why don't you play I have some good
0: socks why don't you play a real game
1: yeah
0: exactly it, it is legitimate if you don't think this is happening you're very mistaken I hope that you're not that person
1: listen to us I'm one of those people that can attest that it happens because it's happened to me in the past
0: oh it's happened to a lot of us yeah
1: Oh, I'm sure. Indie. Definition. Independent. Type. Slang word. Jargon. So a company that we've tried to look at before, but some websites weren't working, and so yep. it's up and running for us. State so, the Crooked Dice. Dice. Crooked
0: Dice are a company that a lot of people have probably heard of. I have touched on them before, uh, and, like, and like Socks hinted at, we have tried to cover these guys a couple of times, but it was having... S- It wouldn't load for socks on the weekend that we were trying to look at it. So we ended up having to cut that section from the episode entirely. It was very, very frustrating for me because it was working for me. But you know what's really hard having a conversation about minis when only one person can see the mini.
1: Yeah, that one looks cool. I don't know what you're talking about. Sorry.
0: Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so what do What do Crooked Dice do? So Crooked Dice have a game called Seven TV, and basically the way that this game this game works is that you are recreating episodes of a TV show. Um, so it's kind of a, it's a kind of a game that you can kind of do anything with it. They were on Kickstarter recently for some really cool looking vampire minis that I was going to cover, but from memory, I don't, we did. Um, but what sort of minis did they do? Yes, yes, they, they, they do a lot of different things.
1: Pick your pick your type and you've got it.
0: Yeah, just looking at the side here, just as an example with the product categories. Corporate Wars, Fantasy, Grandville, Horror, Post-Apocalypse, pulp, I'm sorry, pulp, Science Fiction, Colony 87, Spy-Fi, all very different things. So if we open miniatures, first thing I want to look at is Abomination, because I am sorry, but this is the bad guy from Thundercats. This is Mumra. That, that is what it is. Now, obviously, they've made it their own thing, sort of. spawned from some unholy union. This diabolical being may be from the pits of hell or bioengineered beast. Maybe a misunderstood monster aiding the lost and desperate, or perhaps it's old Nick himself wandering the wasteland search of souls. Everything kind of gets their own spin on it, Um, but there's a lot of things in here that's definitely not that thing. Like, for example, if we open up SpyFi, we will definitely not eventually come across several different versions of James Bond. We definitely won't Mm -hmm. find that. Um, Just like we definitely don't see a tripod straight out of War of the Worlds.
1: War of the Worlds, yeah.
0: Uh, They also... Definitely don't have a Robocop, and they definitely don't have an ED-209. These guys, literally, like, anything that you want. So, uh, if you scroll down, uh, there's a really cool-looking bear, but underneath that, yeah, best of enemies, that's Blofeld and Bond. Yep. I'm waiting for it to load because I'm wondering Bond. It's... It's Connery. It is yep. the Connery Bond as well. But on the other side of that is definitely not the Thundercats. This is definitely not the Thundercats. Why are you trying to suggest that it's the Thundercats? Look, they don't have a cat on their logo at all. It's just like an eye-looking thing. I don't know why you continue to suggest that this is the Thundercats, socks. You should stop that. Not me. <laughs> there's a, And there's a lot of this sort of stuff as well. Um, like, there's a lot of this. It's definitely not that thing that you think that it is. Yeah. At one point, these guys used to have a whole, whole lot of definitely not Doctor Who things. Uh, on page two, you will get the cybotic enforcer, so cyborg enforcer. Uh, which is definitely not a cl- definitely not a clever way of naming RoboCop definitely not that it just happens to be a cyborg that is also a police officer that yeah. could be that could it be anybody that. uh if you want to do something that's a little bit left to center or you want to represent something or find a mini that represents something uh hang on how many pages lines down one I believe it's the six line editor-in-chief yeah that's but, definitely not Stanley
1: no I was gonna say that's not Stanley at all
0: oh I just saw something else um was it Find our droids. was it a, was it our chat recently that had the danger five shared in it or am I thinking of a different chat
1: you might be thinking of someone
0: else okay never mind uh it's a very 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 stupid show. On purpose, uh, very much playing on lots of 60s tropes. Um, Yeah. But like I said, if if you can picture something, these guys probably have it. And if they don't have it yet, they will have it soon. Uh, Lots of really, really cheesy-looking aliens. Lots and lots of cliche-looking gangsters, monsters... I love their giant ape. Um, mm-hmm. The the ape is awesome. Actually, they're quite a... Oh, there's Jaws. I just saw Jaws. Jaws is at the bottom of the page. Hero
1: Cop. Who are the hero? Um, these look Definitely like... Definitely not. Hmm. Bottom of page four, they've got Planet of the Apes. Definitely not Planet
0: of the Apes. Oh, yeah, no, it's definitely not Planet of the Apes. Uh, let's go to page. While well, we're looking at page four, there we have Jaws and Odd Job. Yep. Odd Job definitely looks different. I, it, it doesn't actually. Uh, I mean, all of them are kind of like that. They don't look exactly like what they are. They're always slightly to the left, enough that you can see what it's supposed to be, but it's more representative of that and more generic versions of it. These great Terry apes the... are
1: amazing. Yeah. Terry, Terry the Terror Tonker. Definitely not Willy Wonka. Uh, Hang on. Bottom of page Page. four. Oh,
0: oh, no, 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 sorry. Third line down, I just saw something I actually own. Paranormal Investigators. I own this set. Hmm. It's the Ghostbusters.
1: Oh, yeah, I did see that. Yeah.
0: I I own this. Uh, They've also done Paranormal Investigators 2 has the expansions from the second movie. So we get Lewis, we get Ray with the giant tank, and we also get um, Dana as well which is kind of
1: cool. And I think there's even a third one. There is. I know there's a Lego version of it but do you actually have their vehicle from the set here on page
0: I don't have their their version four, of it, sorry. no. I don't have their version of it, but I do have the Lego. Uh, Paranormal Investigators 3, uh, that's the 2016 Ghostbusters. And actually, a really good-looking version of it. They look incredible. I mean, regardless of what you think about that movie, those minis look amazing. I love the fact that they've actually painted them up to look like the old Ghostbusters rather than the new one. The new ones, yeah. But they, they've ugly. painted them up, so I mean they are like they look like out of the movie. But the uniforms look like they belong in the old one. I like that. Uh, there's also Krang as well, which is kind of cool. The otherworldly invader. Uh, now on the bottom of <gasps> Road Agents. Yeah, I just saw that. I forgot about that. I can't think what the bad guy's name. I know, Martin. I can't think what is it. Dick Dastardly? It's Dick Dastardly. I'm sure it so. is. Uh,
1: what was on the bottom of page four we were looking at? Bottom right hand corner. Simeon Minions.
0: Ah, uh, that's it.
1: Definitely not planning. plenty of Yates. I have so many tabs. Open. And then we're, we're saw. Uh, oh, yeah. Middle of five, kind of. Third row down, middle of the column, middle of the row. Yeah. Terry the terror tonker. Definitely not Willy Wonka. Yeah, there's some good good minis here. That's he rose really down good.
0: Is, what was you saying, Socks? You went quiet.
1: Uh middle of Tiny Temple uh Tiny doesn't look like uh, JFK at all. Page five as well. He's a few he's What's a, a few rose down from uh Willy oh, Wonka.
0: Tiny Templeton. Okay. He looks a little bit like JFK. It does a little bit actually. I don't know if that's actually deliberate or not.
1: I don't know if it's deliberate at all, but it looks his face looks very similar.
0: Yeah. Uh, Lost Time <coughs> Heroes, Dick. So this is very much Pulp TV right here. We've got a Time Traveller. We've got a Flying Ace Jetpack Hero. So like I said, if you can imagine something, these guys have something that will fit. It's all very Pulpy. Like It all kind of feels like this stuff has come from an age where the budget on this TV show is really cheap. So it's it's all... Like very cheesy Star Wars, so not uh, Star. Very cheesy Star Trek. Very cheesy Doctor Who. Uh, very cheesy spy fiction. There's a lot of fun to have on this website, and because the idea is quite literally that it's a TV show, kind of do anything you want with it. And keeping in mind, all we've looked at was the spy-fi section. We haven't even gone into anything else. Yeah, I mean, we could. I just clicked on horror. Um, obviously, there is going to be some crossover here. But basically, all you're doing is you're picking what you want to represent. And you're just going to town. Mm-hmm. It's so much fun. Uh, Crooked Dice have been around for a while. They are a staple of the industry. They are a small company. Um, but 7TV is the way that you're looking. That Like, that is what you're going they've got specific rules for certain things uh and they are expanding it all the time uh but even if you don't want to go into the game itself if you want to find something like unique to lead your army or to play in something have a browse because they have so many things dream glue, prime paint Socks, what have you been up to?
1: Uh, I told you a few weeks ago I was going to work on some Shadow Collective. Well, I started working on some Shadow Collective. The Black Sun Enforcers uh, got their little armor plate uh, painted up. I had some purple that I thought was the purple that I wanted, but uh, it's not as royal purple that I would like based off some of the pictures from some of the studio artwork. Uh, And that's what I'm trying to go for. That makes sense. And uh, pick up the right color or or something similar than than what I have. So uh, that's as far as I got for the holidays hit me and I'm not going out on Black Friday just to go get a, a... A pot of paint no i can wait a few days so (laughs) i think
0: that's given that there's people that get trampled every year that's probably a good
1: decision yeah so that's what i've been working on i'm uh finally done uh so hopefully i'll have them close to being done by next recording bruce what are you up to
0: uh i was i was um priming some things yesterday um kind of for doing going a little bit out of the ordinary So this is Track. This is... Turn my blurring off because it won't show up properly. So this is Track from Bushido. He is Mm -hmm. one of the guys that I unboxed recently. I also have, and this is an unboxing that's not on the channel yet, so maybe I shouldn't be showing it off, but I also have the Bucky Mono Boomer, which I've also primed up. I've primed this in... I've literally Slap Chopped this, um, which I find hilarious because Slap Chop is more or less what I've been doing with my Speed Paint from the start um i was doing it with an airbrush but but it's essentially it's the same thing yeah. um and now i'm like damn it if i had been showing people how i did it i could have this really successful video Good but job. no no i, I there's like somebody else did it's like i've been doing this for years come on that's not fair <laughs> <laughs> it's my fault, my own fault for not doing more hobby book. videos more doing unbox um yeah so i've been doing a little bit of that i've also prepped uh, another model for the secret project which our patrons will know about um there is a particular character that i want to paint up feet some point fluoro going on i don't know if i'm going to paint that today he has been primed ready to go like gray and white no way color other um And I can't.
1: Nope, not going to happen. Oh, no, it's broken. Uh Uh-oh. no, it's all right.
0: It was going to happen anyway. So I bought a limited edition miniature from me with the intention of destroying. Uh, And yes, I just said destroy. So the mini itself was a Christmas-themed fat one-one where basically he's on a jet-powered Harley Davidson and it's covered in Mm, Christmas mm -hmm. presents. I have been been slicing off all of the presents, slowly but surely, with my razor saw, uh, to the point where... I purchased a razor saw for the first time. I've never owned one before because I've never had a reason to. I avoid metal minis like the plague. Um, but yeah, I did that because, well, if I was going to do it like this is the only way. Uh, I asked about this 12 months ago if people thought that doing this was realistic and basically the answer I got from the Infinity community and they were right was that no, because it's all on theme and you have to remove too much for it to be worth it. Like Quite literally, like this is the piece that I've removed. It originally was like this tall. I've half the size of it already and I'm I still basically I have to completely carve off and then I'm gonna have to recreate that. This is the person that doesn't like green stuff. Um with <coughs> with the rest of this, realistically, um I'm either gonna have to go for a Dremel, uh, which is what I'm hoping to do later today, because I have a friend with a Dremel and I'm going to my friend's place after so uploads um or begin so yeah that that's where i am at this stage unfortunately like i said it has broken that file it stored it i guess and well it's a medium yeah it is what it is but that's all right realistically i only need to take that so i'll repack it with just that otherwise my 3d printer broke which yeah, is really annoying that was the, the timing of that was really really frustrating because yeah. it was something i needed and it broke i could replace the screen, which is what broke, um, basically it had been stored for a little bit because I hadn't actually used it for probably four or five months at this point just because I, I had no reason. Um, yeah. Well, that's not entirely. I mean, I, there's things I could have printed, but I wasn't because I was concentrating on other thing because I've had all this stuff that I've been buying and I haven't actually painting any. Like my Conquest, for example, that I started back up on recent um so i actually went back to that and i was like oh i should really get it going because i'd love to do it you know kickstarter i also want to print some trees um and i looked up the price of the the actual screen is like 40 bucks it's actually very affordable but for me to get it here in australia there's 120 dollars worth of post and i'm like is it cheaper than buying a new printer yes but at that point really not the point because i can buy a brand new replacement for like 200 it's like stupid um does that make sense no but that it's Paying three times what I should be for something is something I find incredibly offensive. And it's not just yeah. the particular brand of printer that I have. It's all of Like, they are all bad as far as our, um. I could buy it from Amazon and it would be the week. And they will do free postage. But they're charging me $160 for a $40 product because yeah. they know they can get away with it. So, at this particular point in time, I'm not going to fix it. I have chosen to take this opportunity to upgrade my printer because i would like to print some bigger things and i can't on the printer that i have and yeah i took this opportunity to purchase an upgrade so i have any cubic mono x coming uh that i got for it uh, was the black friday deals and then on top of that i got a 22 off as well so i've got it for like a really nice. stupid ridiculous price um i'm also getting the new the newer larger version of their cleaning and curing station because I will need it to bigger print uh my intention with this one is to try to move across to the water washable resin so that I don't have the the stickiness of the IPA on everything um it's still no less toxic and I want to make that clear because people seem to forget that because it's it's water washable there's nothing wrong with it no no there is still a lot wrong with it you still have to do but yeah we'll see um I don't know if people want to see an unboxing of that it's like an it's like a, at least a year and a half old so I doubt that there's a lot of doing an unboxing of that but let me know but yeah I've kind of been limited in my hobby for the last couple of weeks, mainly because in all honesty, I've kind of been concentrating elsewhere. Um, it's kind of like I've been doing a lot of work. I kind of I returned to secret project and I did a little bit of tweaking on that this week. Uh, I actually added in a little bit of the law that was originally in a different document. Um, like kind of so because at the start of a rule book you would normally have like the little taster of what the world is before they go into the actual law. So I've kind of like done, I think it's like a paragraph of just like, this is what the city is. This is when it was founded. This is the struggles that it had. Mm -hmm. But it's always kind of had that underlying criminal element that people haven't really noticed until now. The city tried to do something about it. It kind of backfired backfired rather Um, and now we kind of live in a city that's full of gang it's how did we get to this point because just saying that it's a thing about this is fine but you need to actually people expect to at least have some sense of of an idea of how this world becomes
1: Talk nerdy to me.
0: That we should probably talk about something that we promised last episode. What are you, uh, yeah. drop zone commander? So I'm going to start first and foremost by starting with the actual starter set. Yep. So the current version of the UCM starter set. So well, if Which you the want to buy, the deal. yeah. If you want to buy into the UCM, there's two ways that you can. do. You can either buy the starter army, or you can buy the two player starter set and split it because the two player starter set comes with half UCM and half. Scourge. Now, clearly what you should be doing is throwing the UCM in the bin and keeping the Scourge. Nope. But we're, we're not here to talk about the Scourge, even though they are the best faction. We're here to talk about the UCM. No, no Now that I've finished annoying all of the UCM players.
1: <laughs> De- they've, shut they've shut us off now. Thanks, Bruce. We're supposed to be talking <laughs> about them and what units that expand upon these new players, and they're not going to listen to us now. So back to the glorious UCM. Yeah. So the UCM
0: starter army basically is... The original starter box, but they've doubled it. Plus, they have added the rock in. Wait, was it the rock that
1: they added? Not the rock. They've added a little uh, raven dropship. What is it? A raven light dropship. The wolf command lav. Ah, the wolf command. Yep, 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 yep. Which is your your, uh, commander in a sense. Yeah. Starter army. Yeah. So
0: what you get? Thirty-four minis. Two of them are resin. Uh. So yes, it's
1: led by your wolf. Lev. You get a whole heap of stuff. <laughs> yeah. Six sabers and six uh katanas. The yeah, sabers are your anti-tank uh little tanks, and your yep. katanas are your anti-air. And then you get four bear APCs and six, three, three base squads of uh, legionnaires. So. Uh, you've also got the and anti-air
0: then, rapiers as well. There's six of those. Yep. There's 12 bases of the legionnaires. They yeah, I you did you katanas? Yeah, you said katanas.
1: Sorry, the rape, you were right. The rape- yeah.
0: So yeah. yeah, six tank hunting sabers, six anti-air rapiers, 12 bases of legionnaires, all in bear APC. So this is a solid core for any army. Are there other ways that you can build your army? course there are this is a game all of them have different ways to build it but this is the best way to buy in because it's only 35 pound this is an insanely good deal
1: and you get your six condors that you need to transport all your apcs and saber and rapier tanks so
0: yeah so this is a mixture of different things a lot of this is plastic there is a couple of resin things in here as well uh you also get some fast plates and some templates it doesn't come with a copy of the rule book but the rulebook is downloadable on the website um, and then all of the actual unit rules are on dropzonecommander.com m now you will find them all on the army builder but the other thing we were going to do is to suggest a couple of things to add to the army but first and foremost socks how does the UCM play generally sp- so
1: <clears throat> they are very u- utilitarian um they they will have some some units that have long range um not as long range as say that the, the shoutari but they won't be as close range as the scourge because just like if, you, if you're if you familiar with drop fleet um, scourge like to be up close and personal and that's how they play here and drop the scourge like to be up close and personal they're very very fast movers their their tanks can move across the ground really really fast whereas the, the UCM their their tanks move uh, What what is it for example the saber tank has a move value of 4 inches which is about I would say in, in average, the game yeah. and then they have a, 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 if you're if if you're shooting at a unit that doesn't have countermeasures across the board but if you're shooting something that has countermeasures then you're shooting 24 inches which is about average as i said um and so they are very one of the easiest factions to learn to play just because they they're kind of the middle ground of all five factions. Um, so it's a very, very good way to learn a new game, and then you can expand out from there. Um, yeah. So they, they do have some specialized units, and we'll talk about those. Like Bruce said, some of the units that we suggest um, you add yeah. to later on. So um,
0: as far as adding is concerned, we're not necessarily suggesting things that are the most competitive thing to take where we're trying to suggest things that will add something to your army that the starter set isn't already doing or enhances it in a way that is fun or does something better than something that's in there uh we are not suggesting any behemoths for any of these factions and the reason for that is not because they're not good they are, but that's not the place that we would recommend that you start for the game. That is something that we would recommend that you build because at that point it's a completely different game and that is not something that we would suggest for a big
1: With the point value of a, of a behemoth, I would say if you're going to play a 1,000-plus point game, that's when you start bringing it. Because at 500 points, you play at 1,500 point. that's a 30-year army right there. Yep. So you're, I would say anything above 2000, maybe 500 is when you start thinking about being a, bringing a behemoth. And if you're um,
0: bringing something that big, that's such a large chunk of your points, you really need to understand how the game, because that's very much risk reward. Uh-huh. Like, can that thing destroy things? Of course it can. But if it loses, if it dies,
1: there then goes a third of your army
0: just lost a third of your army. Yeah. Um, Socks. What would what what would be the first thing that you want to talk about?
1: So I know we talked about uh, one. Actually, I'll talk about this. Um, I'll, I'm going to recommend the rock heavy gunship, and it's a heavy unit. It's 220 points. But the reason why I'm I would recommend this is it's a command center type unit. So it's got the big radar dish. That you kind of see the air Force, uh, air forces have for their surveillance command centers. But it has a lot of weapons. it has a move of 16. Um, it has heavy armor. Uh, 10 hit point or armor, 10, nine hit points, it's aircraft type. But between the command center ability, the AA batteries that can down other aircraft and the twin missile pod, you can pretty much hit a lot of um, units. The missile battery is pretty nice too because it's effect. And so if there's a bunch of light tanks in the area, you can, in a sense, do an artillery strike on that area and hit multiple units. And so, uh, yeah, it's a squad size of one. And yes, like I said, it's 220 points. But you're going to be able to do a lot of stuff with that, and yeah. be able to use it as a command center if you need to. Yeah. Um, so it's that would v- be one It's very way.
0: versatile too. Like you can. It like is it, very versatile. You've got some anti-air here. There's some stuff that you can use to focus in on troops. There's penetrative stuff if you need to take down something with armor. That the area weapon there is really good.
1: The minigun triads are nice because if there are troops inside the buildings that are up against the building walls and shooting out the windows. You can use those to just tear apart those infantry and inside yeah. those buildings, um, very, very well, and so very versatile as a one point, as a one unit squad. Plus, it looks—it does look very very. So, Speaking- what would you, what would you, what would you be your recommendation or first one, Bruce?
0: I'm going to start. With the one that you don't... Think. I'm going to go for the mortar team. Yep. So, the mortar team is something that you're adding to your troops. And this is purely because this is something that doesn't come in the box set. The box set is very much your Legionnaires. It's very much your stock standard troops. These guys were filled a completely different perp. fill a complete perp on, on the battlefield. They're only moving two. Obviously, like everything else, they're supposed to be going inside the transports to get where they're going. Uh, they've got armor seven, damage six, but they have mortar. So, front side and rear, 48-inch, full 24-inch counted. They get three shots. It's an accuracy of four plus. It's energy six. Alt one. You can either have a mortar round or a concussion round. The mortar round has an area of effect. It's indirect, penetrative, and reduced one. Concussion round uh, is indirect and reduced one. So it's a matter of what you want this to do, uh, what you're attacking. Uh, Loader. This unit reduces its shots by one for every two damage it's lost. It does become less effective as it's been hurt. The mortar round cannot combine its fire from the rule. The concussion round, if a garrison is hit by this weapon... All infantry inside are moved away from the edges. No inter- move route. So basically, it depend. This can do a couple of different. Either you can use the penetrator to get through that armor, or you can mm-hmm. get things. You can stun them, basically. stun them, armor.
1: and get them away from the edges of the building, so they can't shoot your tanks your yeah. troops through the edge. And so this would be something if you're t- if you're taking the rock heavy gunship this would be something that you would want to use sparingly if they're shooting you against the window and you have that that rock nearby if they're if you don't have a rock then yeah this is because then you're, as you said stunning them from from that turn and and yep. and from shooting your troops you take
0: if you're if you're definitely if you're having trouble with a certain keeps on getting to you um this is how you take that the effect of that out yep yep and then you can get your guys in there and then slaughter them true Ah, uh, socks. Where are you going next?
1: I'm going with the. I'm going down to the auxiliary and trans because I'm going to talk about the vulture troop ship. Yep. Now you have two different troop ship ops as the UCM. You've got the Raven light troop ship. I would go with the vulture troop ship just because it is a little bit slower of a mover. Um, it has a twenty or an eighteen inch range of movement instead of a twenty four like the Raven troop ship is. But the reason why I would take the vulture is because you get Gatling guns as well as AA battery and you can carry two, uh, two squads in a sense instead of one so being being able to take um plus it has two damage versus the one that the the tri- uh, raven does same heart same armor um the raven but you got two damage point and the, the ability to bring in two transport or two troops squads with this is pretty nice so this would be a replacement or addition to your bear AP. um the 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 fast moving troop ship because you in your troops a lot faster the can bring in your bear apcs and your bears can roll around on the ground um because if you think about it the condor moves 18 inches same movement as the vulture troop ship however it's going to move nine inches if you're dropping this and then the bear apc only moves the vulture troop ship yes it can move if it lands and drops troops it's gonna be nine inches but most of the time you're not there's buildings beyond nine inches that you're gonna be flying this out to most of the time the center of the. so you're gonna want these troop ships to go get objective in buildings or near the the center objective, because your condors aren't going to get there. Soon enough. And like are, you said, this also gives you the ABCs.
0: yeah. And like you said, this also gives you the option of taking the anti-air, especially if you're facing if you know that you are facing someone that really likes their air. Um, the more options you have to take that sort of stuff is going to be better. Uh, well, obviously that comes down to, you know your opponent will or not, or if you know that that an arm needs to use a lot of it well or not.
1: Yeah, even if they don't like to take their air, use them to shoot down their troop ship, their drop ship. That way, they if they get an objective, they have to walk out on the streets because they're not going to have a, a or that to get back into their armored personnel carriers of, of type because you just took out their troop ship or their dropship that was carrying that APC or that or, or those troops in. So that air to air option with the vulture is pretty nice. Yep. So that would be my second option.
0: I am moving back up to our heavy stuff because I want to talk about the broadsword. Um both of the broadsword and the rock are both things that we raved about when we were covering the heavy stuff when mm-hmm. in its previous altercation. The broadsword is one of these weapons that just gives you options. And options are what? They are. Uh, yes. So this thing moves four inches, so obviously it's slow to come on. You can obviously carry this on with something if you need to. It's a big tank. It's got armor 15, damage 4. By default, it has the Mith Slayer Railgun. Uh, there's no move and fire. It's front, side, and rear. Infinite ray or 36 it counted, which is still half the table. Um, Actually, more than more. half
1: the table you're pl- Depends on playing whether you're on a, a
0: four by four or a six by four.
1: Yes. If you're playing on a six by four lengthwise or widthwise, Oh you know, yeah no, it's still half- yeah. Yeah, no you're right. Widthwise on a four by four you're shooting three quarters of the table. Yeah. If you go lengthwise on a on a six by four, you're shooting halfway across the table. So, and then
0: it's going to be a matter of it's it's the um, at that point it's going to be the um, terrain that stops. Yep. Uh, you do yep. only get one shot with this. It's an accuracy of one plus, which is just insane. Uh, Energy you
1: should be able to roll on that.
0: I, I, I might be okay. You should. <laughs> Energy thirteen, devastator three against vehicles, devastator two against behemoths. That's important, especially mm-hmm. if you're in the later game where you will be taking those yep. things. Optionally, you can replace its myth slayer railgun with a hex demolition cannon, uh, or a frag demolition cannon, and nemesis for no cost. So it doesn't cost you anything, but it's an option that you have. The demolition cannon still doesn't move and fire. This one's only front and side, no rear. 24 inches on both of them. The counted is 18 for the demolition, and it's 12 for the tremor rotary. Uh, They both have two shots. Accuracy is two plus on a demolition cannon, so I might hit one out of every six. Um, Me, yeah. Most people will be fine with that. I just suck. Uh, energy uh, Energy ten on the demolition. Devastator four against scenery. Gee, I wonder why it's called a demolition cannon. Oh, because mm-hmm. it demolishes like buildings. Um, I know. Uh, the tremor rotary cannon is a three plus. It's energy five. Uh, it has cover all, which I think is the one where you can shoot through cover
1: from memory. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because it's a flame. It's a, it's a flame type of weapon. So flame yep. weapons can go can negate all types of cover
0: and it's got strafe too so this can fill a couple of different places on the table because you've got options options are good it's only 85 points it's something that you can add to your army that you don't already have and it's a beast of a unit like this thing can fulfill a couple of different places there's always something that you can find for this thing to do it's just to me this is a no-brainer because with
1: 15 with 15 armor, that's one of the strongest armors in the game and so not a lot Mm. of things are going to be Unless you have something like, like you said, the energy thirteen of the Mist mislayer Railgun, something else with the energies twelve or thirteen will be able to hit this thing and do some damage. But it's not going to be very rare because on an energy thirteen, they got to roll a two up. Yeah. So whereas a, a, a ten is going to need a roll of five or six. And again, it looks it does. Uh, what do you got, Sox? So I know we talked about one unit of infantry forehand off camera. I'm actually going to switch. Oh. I'm going to go back up. To... I'm gonna go. It's still infantry, but I'm gonna go back up to the troop section, and I'm gonna talk about the Praetorian Spec Ops.
0: Ah, oh, this is the one that I was. I thought you talked about the first time.
1: Yep. No, I, I was talking about the sniper team first, but then I'm gonna to switch to these guys because these are your Spec Ops teams. These are your these in before version entering version one these were actually considered exotic so you had to take these in a certain point uh, limit games you had to play them in higher limit games because higher point limit games because they are considered exotic troops because they were your special special force anyways now that they've changed the, the point value in the game structure you can now take these in a regular game as well they are twice the point value but at armor seven move of two inches armor damage five infantry two plus that's their fortitude save they have a dodge of four plus so anytime they get hit or they have um falling roof tiles or whatnot from buildings getting collateral damage and stuff like that if you roll a dodge you get you have dodge of four plus value so if you roll a dodge you roll a four plus they don't take any damage you have rapid...
0: it's a 50 50 chance if you're not me
1: it is yes and but here's the big one rapid insertion of four inch so going back to my option of my second option of bringing the vulture troop ship if you're flying these things in they these guys can land on the rooftops instead of climbing in through the bottom floor if anything that i, bl- I think it's if anything that's four inch within four inches or, or whatnot so these guys can get in really really fast to those buildings in the middle of the middle of the board and find these objectives and get out quickly if they do they're also their smgs are pretty nice too um front side rear 12 inch full six inch counter 10 shots two plus accuracy energy two a reduction of two for every uh health you've lost but then their close quarters are pretty nice especially their, uh five shots at five energy um you you will be taking out some some shaltari troops with that energy of five and, and if you're going to take out
0: anybody it really should be the shaltari i mean they, they deserve it really
1: Shaltari with their warsuits are one of the hardest units to to get rid of. And so this yeah. would be a unit that I would take. If you have a player in your community that likes shalt- playing the Shaltari a lot, I would definitely bring some Praetorian spec hops guys for that purpose. Uh, that way you could use something because your legionnaires are just chewed to pieces, going up yeah. against Braves and Warsuits. Um uh, so that would be my third option. Going along with that Vulture Troop Get them in quickly, um, and get them back out. Or yep. if they need to be there, stand their ground and and wipe out a, a team of scourge or Shaltari or even the resistance or anybody else. The Praetorian can do it. They can handle their own.
0: Don't listen! Don't listen to Captain Sock. He's been Major. demoted. He's been demoted. Major.
1: No, no, no! You spoke
0: ill against the scourge. How dare you? You get demoted. <laughs> <laughs> All Fair right, enough. moving on. All right, my last option is the flail heavy tank. People may remember that when I first looked at this, I didn't quite. Get it. Uh, But the more we read through the rules, the more we went, ah, no, this is really good. So, this is another tank. Um, It's again, it's another unit I'm adding because it does something that nothing in that starter set does. Um, Mm -hmm. But its move is short. Obviously, you're going to be bringing this in other ways. Armor 15 again, which is really good it's special is wide uh but you get a twin gatling cannon front and side 36 inches full 12 inches close four shots of a three plus so i might hit one occasionally uh for those of you that don't know why i always make those remarks it is a running joke based on real fact e6s hate me for the record uh three pluses is usually better than ever uh energy of three there's nothing special However, it also got a Tesla array. And this is where this thing really shines. It's one shot, accuracy of 2+, plus, energy of 12. When firing this weapon, roll to hit as if targeting firing unit. Firing unit is not damaged, but all other units, including behemoths, within 4 inches are hit. After rolling to hit, you may reduce the energy of this shot to increase the range of its effectiveness by 1. Each point of energy the shot is reduced by. So... You're aiming for a unit and if you hit it, it doesn't do anything to that. But everything around that is absolutely ruined. It's amazing. Um and yeah, including behemoths is an important one here. Because there's not a lot uh, you are limited in how you can effectively deal with behemoths. Which is why I said that's not somewhere that you start, it's somewhere that you go to it's somewhere that you go to later. Uh once you've gotten the grips of the game. Then you start bringing in the bigger... Uh, and yeah, like I said, like I'm bringing this in because it does something that nothing else on the field does. It's a fairly unique it's a fairly unique unit game, actually. Yeah. There's not a lot going. The good thing about Drop Zone Commander is there's not really much in this game that's like, well, I don't see you why you would have. ever take it. But in Drop Fleet, there's definitely some units in Drop Fleet where you're like, I just don't get why you would ever take this. Mm-hmm. But everything in this game has a place. Uh, these are just some suggestions that we're making to give you some more variety in your force, I'll allow you to do things that you wouldn't have been able to do otherwise. It just, it, it gives you a basis of somewhere to start. Yep. Agree. So that's it for now. If you already play Drop Zone Commander and you have suggestions that you feel that new players need to know, throw them down in the comments because you might have been playing this game longer, or at least longer than I have. It's worth a go. Yep. And if we don't talk about these sort of things more often, new people won't come into the game, so we should be doing it more. If you are not already, do a search for Drop Zone Commander Community. Join that group, the game that you're in. That is a group that you must join. It is, it is the community hub for this game. Drop Fleet Commander Community for Drop Fleet. We don't have a Drop Squad Commander Community yet because the game doesn't exist. Very clearly coming.
1: Tournaments, demos, conventions, you know, that kind of stuff.
0: Speaking of Drop Zone Commander, the Drop Zone Commander community still has a competition that's going. At time of recording, I think you still have three days. Yes, you've got three days to enter the competition because you need to join the competition before December 1st. And then you have until the end of the year to complete your entrance. So the entrance to this is it's a terrain building competition. So you're supposed to build and paint up a piece of terrain and present rules for that piece of terrain to work in the game. Uh, they've done this a couple of times. So it's always a lot of fun to see what the community comes up with in this. Um, so again, you need to reply to the thread. will be linked in the comments uh, before December 1st and then complete your entry for the end of 2022. Conquest has a tournament coming up on November 28th. So this is tomorrow. Oh, actually, 26th for you. So it's two days at time of recording. So it's happening on... Yeah, it's a Monday. Bye,
1: yeah, that's well, weird. That's a weird day for a tournament. Hmm. Well, well,
0: anyway, uh, is Monday a public holiday for
1: you? No. Maybe it's
0: meant to be. That's weird. Anyway, or,
1: uh, to, or today, or meant to be today, but I don't know why it would be today in the middle of uh, either. Anyways, weird. Anyway, the
0: the tournament is either seventeen fifty or two thousand points. It sounds a lot more confusing than it really is. The actual point cost will be side decided on the day. I really liked this idea. Basically, you're supposed to submit two different lists and you will find out on the day which one you actually are playing. It's a really unique idea. I'd love to see this sort of thing used more often uh, because it means that you can't be entirely comfortable with what's happening on the day. You are going to be somewhat thinking on your feet, and I really like that idea. Um, It's not just a matter of, well, this is what I'm doing. Bah, 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 bah. but you may not be doing that because your points I mean, you could essentially have 17th added, but I suspect that what most people do, as far as trying to make it the most effective, specifically around the point, rather yep. than... Well, it's this plus 250 points. Uh, it would make more sense to build up to us around the list of so the prop. Um, so, yes, yeah, so that's coming up. It's in Griffith Slayer Game Shop in PA. Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania. thank you. Um, I would suggest you're a little bit late for that at this stage, but if you get in quickly, you might. there might still be a spot free if you live in the area. Packs yep. Unplugged is next weekend, December 2nd till 4th. It's really close now, the last packs yeah. of the year. If
1: you don't have tickets, you may not be going. Yep. And then lastly,
0: I still think this might be the best tournament name I've ever heard, Miracle on Tumbledown Street. It's a Moonstone event. December 4th, uh, the Otis Games in Leeds, UK. Three rounds, starts at 10 o'clock in the morning, and you will have fun because it's Moonstone. That is what will happen. You will have fun. Great. You should play. You're supposed okay. to go play. You should play Moonstone. <laughs> See, you're all witnessed. He's just agreed that he should be playing it.
1: <laughs> all right. Don't force me to do another game, Bruce. I'll
0: force you to do anything I want. I uh, no. Just because you're an air cadet trying to pretend like he's a real man. <laughs> <laughs> Patreon.com slash getting tabled. Please support us on Patreon. We have a competition running at the moment through our Patreon. Every yes, month of support that you give us, you go into the entry to win a Shaltari Drop Fleet Commander squad. Uh, it contains the Shaltari Dreadnought. Shaltari starter set, a Shaltari cruisers box, and a Shaltari frigates box. It's enough to build a full fleet, get into the game. It will be posted out to one lucky winner on the, I believe it's the 2nd of April is the weekend that we record. It's our 4th anniversary. Uh, It has not been sponsored. It's not something that was given to us. I purchased this with my own money to give away to one lucky Patreon. Um, It's something I've done specifically to try to drum up some more support. So please support.
1: I would very much appreciate it. Uh, what's our Facebook, Sock? Facebook.com slash getting table. You can find us at YouTube with the slash same slash getting table. And uh, so please subscribe to us as well.
0: If you want to get in contact with the team, Tabled at gmail.com. Reach out, let us know what your question is. Uh, we're always open to feedback. We're always open to work with people, um, whether it be a story that you think we should be covering, or you want to get our opinions on something that maybe we haven't commented on. Uh, maybe there's reasons we haven't. Maybe it's a story we don't know about. Um, reach out. Uh, Twitter and Instagram is at Getting Tabled, as much as Twitter is a place right now. Uh, Instagram still is at Getting Tabled, though. Uh, GettingTabled.weebly.com uh, and twitch.tv slash JasonTheBruce. Uh, I have been on break lately. I will be back on Tuesday. It's either Monday or Tuesday. I'm not 100% sure at this date. Uh, but I will be playing Halo. I'm going to be playing Halo, the Master Chief Collection. It'll be my first time back for a few weeks. So come nice. along and join. Uh, it's been a little bit.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
0: For listening to Getting Table. Music used in this podcast was created by Eric Matthias at soundimage.org. Because you showed up, I will allow you to be called mate. I think. <laughs> <laughs>